High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Oh, welcome back. It's time for Travel Tuesday with Barry Kane. Now, normally comes in here on Tuesday. I don't display a single element of jealousy or envy as he tells me about sleeping on a couch in the middle of some jungle somewhere. But this weekend, Barry Kane, I wish I was you. I'm fresh back from Paris, George, ah, you know, as a, fabulous. the magnificence and romance. Of course, it appeals to you, George. It's apps. And it's a while since I've been there. It was probably 10 years. Now, can, okay, just, I do want to stop here for a tick. Okay. Because we know, we, we have to mention the word security. Yes, of course. So, the, presumably the French tourist office here is is kind of making special efforts as well to, to spell out the good news. Yeah, I mean, we're very honest, straightforward at two fronts that, that the French tourist board were saying, listen, these things have happened. And, you know, there's no point sticking our head in the sand about it. But we want to remind people why they fell in love with France the first time around. And just they're encouraging people to go back. Now, the first thing you will see when you land uh, in Paris, you land at any of the airports, is you will see the security. It is very visible. I've been in Paris, London and Brussels in the last couple of months, and it is the most visible level of security I've seen. And some people say, well, is that unnerving? It was actually quite reassuring. Oh, yes, but do you not think that the the... the Parisian, Parisian or police mm. are the most frightening guys on <laughs> earth. Like, when I used to go to the rugby match yes. every two years, I'd be afraid to have a point to stout. Well, like. well, well don't forget those famous uh, images from the, the, the Euros when the Irish fans were over there and serenading the police and the police <laughs> love the Irish fans. So uh, certainly they've softened. Right. I, I mean, this is actual military. There are military right. there. So, uh, but also you've got areas like the, the major sites, like the Arc de Triomphe, like the Eiffel Tower, and they are protected. You are going through security cordons. So that's just a part of life and that's just something okay. that you have to get used to when you're there. It does not detract. I was going to focus on the old and the new of uh, okay. Paris and there's plenty physical which is new but the old is so majestic. You cannot but help but gravitate back toward it. The city's almost overwhelmingly beautiful, Paris. For people who haven't been there, it is a reminder of why you fell in love the first time. I don't know about you, George. I think that walk from the Arc de Triomphe down the Champs-Élysées to Place de la Concorde beyond to the Tuileries Gardens beyond to the Louvre is the most magnificent urban stretch I, in I have to tell you old George who's quite romantic mm-hmm. himself yes. did that very walk yes. holding hands with Ingrid on her 25th wedding anniversary happened to coincide with Warren Gatlin's <laughs> first match in charge of Ireland but it was all your <laughs> loves in one place George <laughs> <laughs> but it, yes I want to phenomenal. talk to you about the holding hands uh, yeah. just for a moment um the public display of affection is the Parisian hallmark in terms of the, of the people. Is it? Absolutely. And, and these are, you know, mature couples. And yeah, obviously, there's a qualification there. And the obviously, the, the embrace, the kiss, even the backside grab, George, appears to be respectable behaviour for, <laughs> for the average uh, Parisian uh, anywhere you go. And it's just got this setting and it's just got this ambiance that just seems to encourage uh, this type of behaviour. Right down that uh, that area. The one thing I always find about Paris is it's not just the places you've heard about a hundred times. It's not just these famous uh, boulevards. It's everywhere. 
it's every street seems to have this beautiful facade, this beautiful design, the, the cafes, the pavement, that kind of cafe culture life uh, dominates. And it is Baron Houseman we have to thank for all of that. Because there is a place, I stayed in a hotel there called Avenue Houseman. Yeah, there's a Boulevard Houseman there. and. Yeah. He was, he. I mean, effectively, Paris was not what it is today. And he, in the 19th century, set about uh, totally overhauling the city centre of Paris to give us that as was image that we have today in creating these amazing grand boulevards. And he raised a third of the city. Did he? Yeah, absolutely. He cleared out slums and tenements, not unlike, I suppose, what we knew uh, in Dublin, were cleared out to create these grand boulevards, uh, which crisscrossed the city, very much designed on some of London's finest, as was the Bois de Boulogne, the uh, the forest to the west of uh, the Eiffel Tower Arc de Triomphe stretch, uh, which is modelled on Hyde Park, or certainly was inspired by Hyde Park, only bigger. Now, you were there, as usual, with Mrs. Ken. Yes. Right? Now, this kind of, dare I suggest, kind of limited you to going to parts of Paris that you might have gone to if you were on your own. I don't know what you could be Well, uh, the great <laughs> obstetrician, Peter Boylan, yes. right, who's been in the news a lot, I met him and I reminded him that the last time I met him mm. was in that sort of sleazy part of Paris. Montmartre, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, not it? It used to be the kind of sleazy part Certainly of Paris. Certainly the Pigalle end yeah. of Montmartre was considered the red light district and there are there are still signs of it there are still sleazy elements from the sex shops to the guys with the three cups and the ball ripping off the, the tourists that you have to watch out for in some of those back streets but the Pigalle Montmartre area blend into each other and I actually think that Montmartre it just draws you back time and time again those bistros the pavement dining go up to the Abbess metro stop uh, if you're in the Montmartre area. Helpfully, it's the deepest in all of Paris. And even more helpfully, the escalators are out of order for a few <laughs> weeks while the refurbished station. So you will emerge panting to find right beside you L'Amour des Je Thème, the wall of I love yous, which is in a small little garden right beside this stop. And it is a black wall inscribed with the translation of I love you or je t'aime in any number of language including our own Irish uh, on the wall there, are, there must be a couple of hundred language translations there so you have people from all over the world gathering of course you can then stroll down uh, the road to get to the funicular to go up to the Sacre Coeur uh, which is one of Paris's absolute highlights and its view but actually you can take a more circuitous route if you go up via Montmartre's surviving windmills the Moulin Radé and the Moulin Blut Vin and you are near of course to the Moulin Rouge here as well uh, you will get up to areas that house the Musée de Montmartre and that really houses exhibits that display the hedonistic and artistic past of this area and you can also peer into Montmartre's surviving vineyard right up here in the hills in his Warren streets overlooking the now, rest only a minute here my other experience of Paris mm. is Gene Kelly uh, an American in Paris, Paris right? yes I seem to remember him being on boats and canals or something. Did you did you get on the water? On the, wa- on the water. I mean, the water, That the life of the Seine and other areas like the Canal de Saint-Martin, which I mentioned as well, um, seems to have accelerated. But obviously, there's always been the boats and there's the battle bus, which you can, you can go up and down the Seine a lot in. But you've now got extensive pedestrianised areas on both banks. 
And there's an area down near to Gard Austerlitz. By the way, Gard Austerlitz is the subject of a 300 million euro investment in that station. No, the Gard Austerlitz yes. is uh, the the uh, the French equivalent of Iron Road Air. It's well, I mean, Gard de Lyon and Gard du Nord would be nearer to our Houston, shall we say? But certainly okay. Austerlitz would be of a Connolly or Pierce type scale, <laughs> and they're putting 300 million into one <laughs> station. So I so I wept. Silently yeah. with that for a moment. But well, just can we stay with yes. French Railways yes, for a sec? You can. Although you were in Paris mm. and you didn't spend. French Railways are subsidised like us or not? Uh, considerably more so. More so. Uh, yes, absolutely. They would be famed for being. I mean, look, the French have a large state. It's part of the ethos uh, of France is that the state plays a huge role. Obviously, you've got the metro. And if you are going there, the uh, the visite, the, the carte visite is what you want. Uh, a one, two, three or five day pass, which will get you uh, unlimited travel. Well, did you get the, the carte metro. visite? Yes. For- Right. Yes. For yeah. your weekend. Yes. And you whizzed around. You whizz around, you're hopping on and off. It's a tiny little card. Uh, and uh, and uh, were you whizzing on and off the underground? Right? Yes, the metro and the RER within that central area. If you can get the zones one and two, which will cover the vast majority of what you want. If you include three, you get to areas like the Défense. But getting back to the same, for yes, most, if you go down to this gar, uh, as a guard outlets area, the Quai de la Gare, right along that stretch, you've got a network of boats and also quayside bars, restaurants, nightclubs, concert venues. And there are little boats, I mean, there's a, the little boats sitting on the Seine where the top terrace has a bar full of convivial crowds. Next down, you've got the guitarist serenading okay, you. Hold on now. Yeah. You're walking down these places, mm. holding hands Hold with hands. Mrs. Kenny, yes. right? Watching the others <laughs> snog their heads off each other right there, in the Parisian Please, style, as they describe it a little bit more elegantly. Yes. I, can I talk food to you? Yes. Did you take Mrs. Kenny out, or did you do your usual thing like in Bangkok, <laughs> go to the mangy dog? Well, no. We, the, I mean, this is, I think, one of the issues. Because, look, in Paris, I'm certainly price-wise, alcohol, for example, would be probably a little pricier than Dublin. But the food, the the possibility to get good value, good quality food is absolutely everywhere because of this bistro culture. So there's no need to go hunting down your Michelin-starred restaurants, though, of course, they are plentiful. Uh, You are going into these bistro like Le Progrès up in in Montmartre, like uh, Le Sancerre, places like this, where your mains are starting 13, 14 euros. And were you booking for these places? Just turn up. It was, was, there was something about Paris this time, because I said, talk about the old and the new. and, And to me, the new was the atmosphere and the attitude. Okay. You think, okay, they've had these these, these, these atrocities that have taken place in the, in the last two years and you think this is going to be a society or a city that's cowed in some way, that's uh, insecure. There is a positivity and an optimism that I've never experienced. And I lived mm-hmm. I, I lived in Grenoble in, in, in southeast France for six months. They've been relegated from Division 2. They all have. <laughs> okay. Sacked our coach. Right. Ice hockey was my sport when I <laughs> lived right. there. Right? Okay. They won the National League in, in that okay. year, 1991. Um, but... The Parisians have this... Firstly, they're extraordinarily helpful. All this old arrogance yeah, and dismissiveness and scoffing at you as you tried your pigeon French with them, that's gone. Go the, away. The, one of the issues I've had, I couldn't believe it. 
they wouldn't let you speak the French because they were falling over themselves to help you with their English. And I, I almost, I was almost nostalgic for a time I held a door open for an old day pensioner at a post office just off the Champs-Élysées and he turned around and said to me, why don't you go and kill yourself? <laughs> right, okay. That was the early 90s. That's all, all gone. Extraordinarily helpful. And don't forget the French uh, tourism office and indeed the Parisian mayor, I believe, in two waves in 2012 and 2014 had very large public campaigns saying, would you for God's sake be nicer to the tourists? And, and it seems it seems to pay so off. So you're you're a fan of French tourist office, uh, therefore, uh, are you? Absolutely. Well, I mean, certainly whether it's that or whether it is, and I wonder. And maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into this, but just talking to people, and I was talking to my railway colleagues in the in the metro stations, and and and, and talking to people in the bars and the restaurants, and, and that's even much easier than it once was. I don't know. Is it something to do with the fact that Macron is there now? I mean, the legislative elections uh, yeah. were on. Um, the fact that Britain is seen to be taking a back seat, that there's almost a leadership role, that he's speaking in such optimistic terms, really? which Just, is unusual. OK, before you get carried away mm. with all this stuff, yes. I was in a restaurant when I was there for the Rugby World Cup. Uh, it's up at the... No, of course I can't. It's up mm. at the top of the Champs-Élysées. Yeah. But... Apparently during World War Two, all the Nazi high command guys used to have their dinner there. All right, and, okay. and I wish I knew the name of it, but it's a fantastic restaurant. Right, and I yeah. had to go there because yes. you know me in history. Yes, I had to sit there and imagine that I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it in the in the uh, in the Montparnasse area, which where we stayed actually, uh, the hotel Elan Eiffel, lovely tourist class. Elan Eiffel. Elan Y L. L E N Eiffel as in Eiffel Tower. Um, you've got the catacomb uh, in the Montparnasse area, uh, where of course uh, the remains, the skulls and bones were reinterred in the late 18th century. But it was a headquarter of the resistance oh, right. uh, in the Second World War, so you can visit there. And of course, the, you know the Arc de Triomphe itself. I mean, I. I just the chills got the back of my spine when I am except in that crossing area. the road up there is a bit tricky. We don't use the subway. <laughs> I don't, and I did mean to check this out whether it was a kind of one of these urban legends. But I heard that there isn't. You cannot insure your car for driving around the <laughs> Etoile. Well, believe it. Yeah, you I? would. I mean, but the subways are there, and again, there is security. So get ready. Your bag is going to be checked. You know, if you can go out without a bag, it's easier. But it's it's very quick. It's very set up. I must mention Roland Garros, the French. Well, you were there for the tennis. Yeah, and we saw the epic um, Varinka Murray semi-final. Uh, I mean, we're all brought up with the idea, I think, that Wimbledon is the be-all and end-all of, of tennis. And I think that more gladiatorial red clay arena is somewhat alien to our was tennis tastes in Ireland and Britain but it is incredible and it just exudes this elegance this elegance that is everywhere and it's in the Bois de Boulogne which I mentioned uh, the, 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 the and parks. you just bought tickets yes absolutely just just, right. just online just on, on their website and the Bois de Boulogne is as I say was a larger Hyde Park it was designed as it's also the home to the Fondation Louis Vuitton Okay, which and obviously Louis Vuitton. There are handbags. The, yeah, yeah, and much more beside. But the Foundation Louis Vuitton is a new art and exhibition centre designed by Frank Gehry, who's best known for the Guggenheim in Bilbao. And it's this extraordinary structure at the far okay. end of the Bois de Boulogne. Dare I say something to interrupt this vast array of information? <laughs> well, the listener says, does Barry know that the small arch near the Louvre is aligned with the Arc de Triomphe and the Grand Arch de la 
about Dave, Dave Fonts. Fonts. And I'm glad um, Lister mentioned that Dave Fonts because it is one of the viewing points uh, that are available. We all think of the Eiffel Tower and we all think of going up the top of the Eiffel Tower. You can go up the top of the Arc de Triomphe, which to me gives you that amazing view down the Champs-Élysées. But La Défense has just reopened. It's been closed for the last few years and it's just reopened on the 1st of June. So, of course, you can see straight up to the uh, Arc de Triomphe. Not quite straight up. The Défense was deliberately designed to be ever so slightly Ever okay, so slightly because after. another listener said, I loved the La Défense area. Mm, yeah. Busy commuter area, but yeah. beautiful modern buildings. It is. Yeah. Anne Wallace says, never again, Paris. Really? Venice much better, no, she no, says. No, no, no. Uh, Venice is just overrun. Venice is oh, un- yeah, unmanageable. Venice is terrible. <laughs> I'm with you. Tom and Goldweb. Overhyped, overpriced, Parisians and New Yorkers of Europe, rude and ignorant. Now, you're saying not I, true. I, I, I was absolutely bowled over by it. What I would say is, if you pine for the old ways, there's a great comedy show called How to Become Parisian in One Hour by a stand-up comedian, Olivier Giraud, Giraud not Girard, um, who, or not Giroud, the Arsenal player in the Théâtre des Novités, which is a what to do and not to do in Paris, in the cafe, in the metro, shopping, okay. in lovemaking. So a guide to life in <laughs> Paris. <laughs> right. now, um, Entirely in English, I should Joan say. Joan is reminding me it was the Tour d'Argent, mm-hmm. was the name of the restaurant, just off Champs-Élysées. France would be a nice place to visit if there were no French people there. Now, more uh, uh, suggestions of rude and self would. Your sin is I would urge people, if it's, if it's been a while, because I know, I, I say, I lived there. And, right. you know, and I say, when you have the actual French authorities themselves saying this is an issue, folks, I could not get over it. I could you're not get the over expert. the level of assistance, the level of, of welcome that was there. Okay. And well, this, as I say, this this confidence. All right. The French tourist office must be thrilled with you <laughs> because you're giving it such a... No, but it's interesting because mm. I want to go back there. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I want to go there. Two quick questions, yeah. right? Breakfast. Yes. Still the French breakfast, the great rolls and Absolutely. the coffee. And, 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 and this is, actually, that was interesting. You know, everywhere we go in town, and they're great and all that, we've got centres and we've got spars yeah. and we've got mesas. But you've got these village-like atmospheres at the end of every street. The boulangerie, the patisserie yeah. is there. The little local shop, no chains. People going along on their bikes with two baguettes sticking out, out yeah. the back of it. You know, the perfectly normal-looking guy who's transformed into something bohemian. So the breakfast the lives. Cat. The breakfast lives, the croissants, the, the bakery, absolutely. And finally, mm. Baron Usman, uh, who, who yes. did it, it was a French fella, I think, designed Washington, D.C. Really? So... The two great cities, mm. and in terms of their beauty, yes. Washington and uh, Paris, both French influence. And and some places I would just mention quite quickly: Le Marais, the old Jewish center, the Museum oh, yeah. de la Shoah is there. Uh, also, very lively nightlife place, the Canal Saint Martin, near enough, as I say, to uh, okay. that Montmartre area. And one thing to look out for: if you are going this summer, and you can go to Orly with Transavia, you can go to Ryan, Beauvais with Ryanair, which I did. You can go to Charles de Gaulle with Aer Lingus. Uh, is the Parisian 
Riverside beaches are coming back from the middle of July for the rest of the summer All and right. it's hot in the Well summer. I'm going there Lingus anyway to Charles de Gaulle. Uh, Hillary has won a pair of VIP tickets. Hillary Glynn that is from Dublin to Taste of Dublin. More tickets to give away tomorrow. We're broadcasting from there on Thursday. See tasteofdublin.ie the team, sound engineer Michael Quilligan who conducted the entire operation in French Peter Steers, Roisin Davis Alex Russo, Kira Courtney and uh, Aoife Breen who produced the programme today. But to uh, the man from Grenoble, Barry Kenny, he'll be back next week with another Tuesday travel. And I see the former coach of Grenoble, sacked Bernard Jackman, has now got a job with Newport Gwent Dragons. I'll be back tomorrow.